2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Bria Fontana Show. Today, I have an awesome guest, a colleague of mine, Nikki Lee. She's going to be sharing some amazing leadership and systemization things, and just things that a lot of us as small business owners service providers, salon professionals, we need to know. So uh, Nikki, welcome and introduce yourself. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself better. You'll do a better job than me. (laughs) Oh, well,
2: thank you. Good morning, everybody. And um, hi, Maria, thank you so much for inviting me on to this podcast and what a great job you're doing. I see all the stuff that you're doing. And by the way, I saw some materials that you created too, and you're really pretty innovative yourself in the way that you think and your perspective about leadership and business ownership. So great job on that.
1: Thank you so
2: much. I'm really honored and privileged to be on this with you and having a conversation with you as a fellow professional colleague that is really trying our best to help grow small business owners in every industry. Obviously we come from the beauty industry, but But in every industry and i think that the beauty industry itself is a little bit you know, kind of in a bubble a little bit you know yeah because um, we're, we're, we're a bunch of artists that you know like things to be a bit more free and organic and things like that and so running a business this like systemization and you know reading numbers and running reports and these kind of things is you know it's right. a bit foreign to us as artists but we have to grow that skill too as we become yeah. leaders and business owners and so I, I've been uh, in the beauty industry 34 is something years like that, 35 <laughs> years maybe. How's that possible? We're only 30. <laughs> I know, right? i um, had the honor of being really in every uh, facet. I, I actually studied psychology. I thought I was going to be a psychiatrist um, and I ended up being more of a psychologist than probably if I actually went into psychiatry, I think. Of course. Um, so so a little bit of that and and then but I started making a lot of money when I was young in the Mm -hmm. beauty industry because I had a little bit of a gift for it I guess and uh and and it just sort of happened and grew but I was a kind of a I'm not gonna say I was a partier but I was you know loosey-goosey I just wanted to go out and have a good time come to work whenever I could you know that sort of thing but found to be successful but I had a few key moments in my early on career that <clears throat> just reminded me that, you know, there, there, were, there were markers in along the career path that mm-hmm. if you go back and look at it, that just sort of boop, push you into the, you know, course that you're supposed to be in. Yes. So that's kind of what happened. And I think that sometimes the paths, you can be very intentional about it, mm-hmm. but certainly there are going to be certain markers along the, the way that lead you to a certain place. And I think that it brought out the entrepreneurship in me. It brought out the heart in me. I definitely stopped being such a party girl and ended up thinking, you know, I need to be more and more serious. This career is very interesting. And right. I started to notice the differences of it and that it's it was limitless in its potential and that I didn't understand that at the time. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what I try to do is just peel back the layers so that everyone can see how limitless this industry really is. Um, and when you are in small business, that there are so many different hats that you wear, and I started mm-hmm. to wear all of those hats and started <laughs> yes. to create all of those type of things for me, um, and it just ended up being where it was just very difficult for me to understand kind of where to go because I was so young and new at it too. Mm-hmm. Give you a second, here. I just <clears throat> Sorry. I don't want to lock this. Sorry. Okay. Um, but I, I was sort of young and new, and made a lot of mistakes. And I was a terrible leader and I was reactive and emotional and took things personally and all of the things you're not supposed to do that are very unemotionally intelligent. And I had to learn along the way to be a little bit more emotionally intelligent. But those things really taught me about myself and it was very painful to sort of grow through that. So I went through all those hats, I went through all those roles and became a little bit of an educator for some companies, uh, you know, worked behind the chair salon owner business owner entrepreneur business coach you know all of those things and mom along the way too you know so, yes. yeah we uh, can't
1: forget that that's like a hell of a job that we have right.
2: right there and here we are so now we're we're in a position where you know giving back to the industry is really important to to us and 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 Ivan and i work really hard at it we of course have a, a brick and mortar store mm-hmm. and storefront here it's about sixty-two hundred square feet um, you know, there are anywhere between 30 to 45 people in the building from mm-hmm. an employee standpoint or um, independent contractor standpoint in our company um, at any given time. And, and we also travel and teach at shows. And we also wanted to create a very robust online academy for business owners mm-hmm. that was very affordable and very reachable to the average salon owner, you know, or the average business owner, somebody who didn't have a huge budget for certain things, but yeah. yes, wanted the information. And so that's where I'm at.
1: And I think that's amazing because that is um, definitely a hurdle that I see, especially in our industry. It's that you know a lot of people just can't afford in investing in themselves. And you know we've had a, it's been a challenging few years. You know when we're recording this, we're what is it, May 2022. We're just coming out of a lot of stress and we're still dealing with stress, you know, financially in our industry, in all industry service-based businesses. So Nikki, if you were to give newer entrepreneurs, newer service-based businesses, salon owners, spot owners, many spot owners, um, you know, anyone that's in the service-based business, what are the top three things you would tell them is super important to focus on? things that me and you didn't know in the beginning, we had to learn the hard way. So I would say, I'll give you just top three things. Cause I know there's like top 10, but let's do top three. <laughs> well, I think that there's
2: a, um, so the first one I'll say to that is that preparation is key. And to accept and be willing to learn, have a learning curve before you jump into business ownership, mm-hmm. um, or if you are a business owner, but you're a solopreneur versus mm-hmm. somebody with employees. Uh, before you start to take on the role of being a leader or an employer you -hmm. got to learn how to play the game and the game is like think of it like chess you know I I always use this analogy because I think it's a really good one but you know if you don't know how to play chess why would you enter a chess competition you know why would you engage in something like that so first the first thing to do is to read a book about it and then get educated Right, and then to maybe reach out to somebody who knows how to play chess really well mm-hmm. so that that person can help teach you the rules and the objectives and yeah. all of the different ways to move the players and also the different positions that you can take and mm-hmm. you know, what can be done, what can't be done and all of those things. So, so running a business is like that. If mm-hmm. you don't know how to play the game yet, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you, you, know, you can't do it. It just means right. that you have to reach out to somebody that knows how to. This right. to start to self-study or otherwise. And you don't need a four-year college degree to do that. No. I always boil it down to learning to accept the responsibility of when to know when you're a business owner. And I would say there's three top things. And that's one, which is the cash-in and, and how to make money. So all, all the ways to bring in revenue, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, your pricing, your demand levels your service offerings, your descriptions of your service offerings, mm-hmm. all of those things that play into uh, revenue capture, right? So cash, mm-hmm. you got to learn how to master that. And before you get into business, right? What are your transaction processes and, and all of that. Then the second thing is going to be cash out all the expenses. So what is going to cost you to run that business? What is mm-hmm. it going to cost you to grow your people? Have you set a budget? for payroll to include instead of just like the Italian chandeliers that you want in your salon and you know the fancy chairs your budget doesn't just suit that it has to also be for your people so Mm -hmm. if you know in your mind that you want to have people in your business you actually have to build a budget for that to support the payroll for that so all of the cash out because payroll is your biggest expense it's because people are your biggest asset and Mm -hmm. so that's really important to know and then that leads me to my third really key fundamental a responsibility or a focus point of a, of a small business owner for sure, which is going to be the, what we call the dual experience. So the dual experience is the experience for the people that are inside of your business. So mm-hmm. there's two groups of people, in my opinion, there's your employees, right? Or the people that are going to align with your brand to represent mm-hmm. it and, and get paid to do so. And also they're going to be the customers or the clients or the guests, whatever name you choose to use. Right. But that's the journey that you're going to create for those people. And how do you get them through the process of being not a customer to a VIP loyal? So how, what's the journey like? And, and what can what can that experience look like? And how do you design that? And How do you create that? What are all the key touch points that happen within all of that? Mm-hmm. And, so, and so for the employees what kind of experience are you designing for them and for the customers what kind of journey or experience are you building for them so those are going to be in my opinion the three key four maybe but three key fundamentals of uh, of any business owner that you need to focus on
1: so i know in our industry specific we have a, a big movement now i'm in new jersey where are you we're in virginia you're in Virginia, so I, I don't I know like I know New Jersey state law. I don't know Virginia, so in New Jersey we've just had suites coming in like now, and the like all the salon owners are flipping out because this is just something totally new. We don't have booth rental here, so it's a very large mindset shift. I'm not against it personally. I speak openly. I think everyone should. It, I'm I'm for entrepreneurship. I started my own business at 19. What is your thoughts on in a positive feedback? To anyone looking to go out on their own? You know, what should they, besides the top three things? You know, a lot of people are are thinking they could just, you know, step out now and become wealthy all of a sudden. What would your advice be to someone who is looking to go independent? What what are maybe the what's the most important thing they should really be looking at? Like I said, I'm not against it. I'm all for it, but I think there I have a personal opinion on what the business strategy should be. What are your thoughts on that? Well, here's
2: what I think and i and i have some pretty strong concise thoughts on this
1: and that's okay cuz i you know what we're in a, we've been in the industry so long i think it's positive feedback for the community to hear different perspectives yeah. and and feed on that
2: i think that salon owners so in the united states in 2016 i believe statistics read that there were about 93 or 94,000 employee-based salons in the United Mm -hmm. States. Mm -hmm. So I think that that small group of people need to accept the fact in the beauty industry that in the world, there is three categories of workforce Mm -hmm. that the government creates a structure around. Mm -hmm. And so we need to understand how our workforce is divvied up. And I think that we as business owners or salon owners specifically, Mm but small business owners, I think we can speak to every small business owner in every industry, because this is this gig economy that starts to happen is very important. It's a shift and the pandemic set it on fire a little bit. Mm -hmm. And and I'll tell you that really the three categories are this, you're either an employee, you're Mm -hmm. an employer or you're self-employed. So those are your three categories. And None of them are going away. I hear a lot of buzz about things like, oh, the commission-based salon owner is dead. The commission-based salon is dead. You know, it's- No. No, no, that's not true. Uh, There are three categories of workforce and there will always be three categories of workforce. Now, do you belong in certain categories? I don't know. So let's talk about what each one of those categories kind of characteristics should be. Mm -hmm. If you want to be self-employed, meaning you don't want to be an employee of a company that is run by an employer, okay? Mm -hmm. So that is the the decision that you make when you become self-employed. And so when you want to be self-employed, there are characteristics that you need to have. For example, Mm -hmm. you cannot be bad at your job. You have to be really good at it, meaning Mm -hmm. your skill level has to be so high that you don't need anyone else to assist you in that job. Mm-hmm. So if your skill level and your skill confidence is not high enough where you're still having tons of redos and you're not being, you're unable, you're not able to retain your customers because of skill issues. You need mm-hmm. to be honest with yourself and that needs to be a decision that you need to make. You're not ready yeah. to be put. If you're not ready to take on administrative responsibilities, like payroll for yourself, taxes, bill paying, uh, inventory, you know, you get the- All the
1: business, this is what I talk about, all the business foundational things. Like you have to build that foundation because otherwise you're going to go down.
2: (laughs) If you are not ready to do those things nor willing to do those things or Mm -hmm. building enough time to do those things or willing to learn how to do those things, Mm -hmm. you are not ready to be self-employed. Right. If you, uh, another thing would be, um, are you able to set up your company and structure in a way? Do you have some in funds? Do you have ability to set up a corporate structure, a business banking account, pay taxes, do corporate taxes, get an attorney, get
1: insurance,
2: get an, an, an account, <laughs> right, get your own transaction process. You are not ready to be self-employed or you, you don't, you don't need to be self-employed. So when mm-hmm. you're self-employed, you need to be self-sustaining. You Mm -hmm. need to be self-managing, and you need to be uh, someone that is able to handle all of that on their own. Correct. Now, that's the state of self-employed. If you are self-employed mindset, it would be very difficult for you to work for an employee employer, because to be a successful employee, you have to have the mindset of being an employee. The benefits of being an employee is that you receive the benefits of the protections of an Mm -hmm. employer you receive the benefits of all the, the amenities, the bonuses, the add value, the other things that an employer brings to your life, like handling all the administrative and business stuff and or building support systems or else providing skill level build training and all of those types mm-hmm. of things. Taxes, paying your taxes, ordering right. inventory, all of that. Then you are ready to do that. But, but there is an issue in our industry where this is broken. Mm-hmm. There's something happening in our industry. And employers, salon owners, business owners, are unaware that they're doing that. For example, one small thing that could happen in a salon, I'll use this as an example. When you have an employee say, or you you say, please do the dishes, please clean the color bowls or do the laundry. And that employee says to you, well, that's not part of my job or they might not say it to you, they just won't do it. And then they'll say it to somebody else. That's not my job. That's not Uh my part of my job. I'm a stylist but they don't understand what that really means. That is a broken, that's what I'm meaning, but that's broken. They are having self-employed mindset when they should be having employee mindset. Right. An employee mindset means that you are like, yes, I know I'm part of this team and I'm part of this, I'm an employee and I will mm-hmm. do as I'm asked by my employer. Right. And that, those standards need to be set very clear. Right. In a company, an employer needs to set those standards. Right.
1: They need to have clear, clear, I think, onboarding, you know, I think our industry gives a little bit of a, a corporate touch to it. And I, I believe in that because, uh, you know, onboarding, having clear, concise boundaries. You're right. I absolutely agree with that.
2: So I don't think that it's a bad thing. Good thing. It's just don't put emotion into it. It's not anything. Right. It's just right. when somebody is ready to be self-employed, they will do right. so. And if they have right. the opportunity to do it, then that's fine. But they yeah. are meant for you. Your right. job as an employer is to continuously train new talents that mm-hmm. continuously bring in new people into your company because eventually every business experiences attrition of employees.
1: And it's just part, part for the course. You're right. Right. You're right. So you
2: have to accept it and yeah. we have to train new people and we have to welcome the opportunities for our people that want to move on to be self-employed and then we have to think if we're going to offer those type of uh, opportunities for self-employment in our companies and if you want to do so then learn how to do so and do it
1: well so let's tell everybody where can they connect with you nikki and what is what do you offer if some if salon owners globally and i highly endorse your products and your consulting because you're amazing where can they connect with you And what can they reach out to you to, to, you know, just give them a little tidbit of what you offer.
2: Well, one of the best things to do is connect with our private Facebook group called TSP community. And that is just a group where we have, it's, it's, it's very managed. It's not giant or large. Mm -hmm. It is where we share a lot of great information and there's ways to connect with us because we do a lot of online classes. Mm-hmm. Um since the pandemic of course we've yeah. moved to online versus uh being in person at hair shows a lot more.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but we still do some hair shows like for example we're going to be in premier Orlando uh the weekend of either when is one is it June 4th and 5th. Mm-hmm. June 4th, June 4th and 5th we're going to be in Orlando at the premier Wonderful. Orlando. So please come see us. We have three amazing classes that we're going to be teaching there. We'd love to say hi and meet you. Um so that's one way. And then the second way is we're going to be doing Uh, a lot of online classes. We have a lot of classes already pre-recorded. If you go to www.statementstrong.com, that's our online library where you can see all of our uh, online classes that you can
1: have access to. Um, And I will be dropping the links below or above, depending if you're on YouTube or on the podcast, you'll see everything in descriptions where you can connect with Nikki anytime. I'm right. sorry, I did mean to interrupt you.
2: With Facebook is just I would go to TSP the Statements Project Facebook group. It's a big open public page. And then we have a private group, but but you do have to just fill out some things to join. Mm-hmm. Um but You know, we just go ahead and join. If you're a business owner, you're a manager, you're a leader, um, or you're wanting to learn how to be a leader, owner, manager, you can join our our group and we would love to share all of that stuff with you. Um, And that's the best way. And honestly, we can just schedule a working session. So if you want to just do a discovery call, just reach out to us. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want my, if Maria, you can, if you, if you get onto the TSP community group, reach out and we'll give you all of our contact. And we'll um, go from there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Nikki Lee. So N-I-K-K-I underscore L-E underscore. Love and, it. Uh, and the statements project on, on Instagram. So it's, it's dual Facebook and Instagram. And those are the two primary pages that I use. Um, we do some LinkedIn and other stuff like that as well. Uh,
1: so I LinkedIn think this is such powerful information. So as a closing statement to our amazing audience, what would you what advice would you give everyone one thing that they need to walk away with today to implement into their business or into their strategy to grow their business or what, whatever it is they're looking to do to grow as a person in the service-based business industry particularly in the salon industry i
2: believe that uh, my thought on that would be so many things but i would say there is a structure systemization structure that you can start to build inside of your salon, and that's called the HR system. So HR stands for human resource, Mm -hmm. and it is everything to do with growing your people. There's multiple components to it, which is one would be performance metrics and KPIs. We have a class on Monday coming up on that. It's part two, so the part one was just more the information, part two Mm -hmm. is really about um, understanding how to do performance evaluations and understanding how to drive and manage and forecast people's performance inside mm-hmm. your company. If I could share anything, it would say work on building a strong HR system and a strong HR documentation system, You utilizing ways to track and grow your people. Your people are your biggest asset. And this is a beautiful industry to be in. But you as a business owner mm-hmm. are the the pave, the you, you are... Designed to pave the way. You, you need to pave the path for them. And so think about what that career path needs to look like and then help guide them in all of the ways, you know, lead your people to um, a brighter future, to uh, more opportunities, to more success. And I think that you, as the business owner and the leader, um, learning how to do that well and, and taking the time to really understand that is going to yield enormous, enormous um, just just feedback for your company and kickback and, and for your company. It's going to grow your company to ways that you
1: just cannot imagine. I am so grateful. That is so powerful. And and I loved having this conversation with you. And I'm so grateful that you were here today. Nikki, thank you so much, guys. You can connect in description in the show notes, connect with Nikki Lee, book a call with her if, if leadership and really systemizing your salon and getting to that next level is what you're looking for. She is your girl. So thank you so so much, much, sweetheart. It was an honor having you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone.